Okay, time for a quick review of some basic catechetics. First question, what is baptism for? Anybody? Okay, yes. To help take away original sin. Excellent, ten points. And you too, because you said it at the same time. Okay, what else? Okay, initiation into the body of Christ the church. If those were the two answers that you were thinking in your head, even though you didn't say anything, still give yourself ten points. So that is what baptism is for, for the forgiveness of sin and for initiation into the body of Christ, the church. So here's the second question, which is more of a rhetorical question. Why does Jesus need to be baptized? There is no church yet for him to be joining, and he is without sin. So why does Jesus need to be baptized? Each of the four Gospels deals with this question a little bit differently. Mark, which was the first Gospel to be written, the baptism just happens with no commentary and it's not really a big deal. In Matthew, which we read this year, John protests and Jesus says, we have to do this to fulfill all of God's requirements. In Luke's Gospel, it's simply after Jesus was baptized, and then they go on to the next thing. The Gospel of John has no baptism account at all. Jesus just walks by, and John says, look, there he is. No baptism. Jesus didn't have to have his sins forgiven. He was sinless. Still, the scene in this Gospel is instructive for us. Coming as it does just a week after Epiphany, it's its own little epiphany of a sort, a lesser account of God pointing out that Jesus is his anointed one. And the way that it's presented is significant and full of symbolism for us. Our first reading today from Isaiah gives us a clue why this symbolism is important. This account of the chosen servant of God tells us that this new chosen one will be different from the ones that came before. After all, God had sent prophets and kings and rulers and judges of various sorts, but none like this. This Savior isn't going to rely on coercion or force to bring God's people salvation. Instead, this Savior is going to rely on gentleness and compassion not breaking a bruised reed, not quenching a smoldering wick. And this is the pattern that Jesus followed in his teaching and preaching. His ministry was based on compassion, not coercion. Jesus never issued any threats. Even those that he criticized most harshly, the scribes and the Pharisees, were called to conversion. Jesus went around doing good, and healing all who were in the grip of evil. And that is a far cry from condemnation. The earliest spiritual writers of the church saw in the baptism of Jesus another phase of his incarnation. They write about Jesus making holy all the waters of the earth by his baptism in them. In the ancient world, the vast waters of the world represented the vast unknown of God's creation. 
So by his incarnation and symbolized here at his baptism, Jesus redeems all of creation, even the vast and fearful unknown. When we do uh, baptisms, the prayer that we use for the blessing of the water recounts this use of water through all of salvation history, and in particular points out Jesus' own baptism. To rise up out of the waters is symbolic of rising from the tomb. That's why traditional immersion baptisms submerge people three times under the water. In all of this, we can't lose sight of the essential character of this little epiphany. God has chosen a completely new way to be with us. His presence makes holy the deepest parts of creation, and nothing is hidden from his glory. But that glory is revealed not in great displays of power or cataclysmic signs in the heavens. Instead, the Holy Spirit descends like a dove. And the dove has always been a sign of peace, reconciliation, and hope. Like the dove that Noah released from the ark after the flood, this dove means that there will be no more floods, no more great punishments for our sins. This dove means that forgiveness is possible and that Jesus has begun the work of reconciling God and humanity. So no, Jesus didn't need to be baptized for himself, but we needed this dramatic sign to help us understand that the salvation that he brings touches all of creation and that his example of gentleness and compassion would become our model for how God relates to us and how we should relate to each other.